welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, detailers. Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. And it is definitely springtime, and uh, I'm walked outside to record this, and I'm watching two birds hump each other. So, you know, that's the way it is on the podcast. Uh, that guy's getting a good fair share. Good for him. Hey, uh, wanted to tell you guys, I am super excited about this episode, and that is one of the best opening uh, views I hope that you will imagine outside watching two birds hump each other. All right, so... On this episode you're going to hear today, we recorded it and saved it from a Zoom call, and we thought it was really great, so we wanted to put it out. It is with Nick from Vegas Rides, and we're talking about what he's seen in the industry uh, on his local level. So if you're a mobile detailer working with customers on a maintenance schedule, this could be something that you find extremely valuable on addressing with customers, right? I chime in with something I see in the industry, but then what gets really fun is Mark from Precision Auto Detailing hops in to ask a real talk question. It's a live question that he throws in, and we got to give an answer. So no prep, no scratching our head. It's a live jump in. So you'll want to stay tuned to hear Mark's real talk. Hey, this is Marshall, Total Auto Solutions. Hope you're making a great day. I sure know that bird is. All right, welcome back to another edition with Nick from Vegas Rides, helping young detailers. Wow, Nick, um, things are starting to kind of grow, pop a little bit more. We got some places that are starting to reopen. We've got, uh, I know here in Tulsa, we definitely have restaurants opening, bars opening. Today's the first day that you could go to the gym. They're starting to be uh, uh, businesses getting to reopen and re-go. What's it look like locally uh, there in Vegas? How's, uh, how's everybody working in Vegas? Are things starting to click again? Or, or what's it looking like? For well, we're, we're, we're on a little bit of a different plan. You know, I would say we're taking more of the California approach. Uh, we're going to be probably one of the last states to really reopen. Uh, you know, it's just the way that things go. We're so traffic heavy on the strip. I think there's a lot of concern uh, just about, you know, visitors, because here's what's happening. Even the little bit that we're open, probably what you're seeing there is traffic is up massive. I mean, just the traffic driving around. So as soon as they open the strip and, and all the establishments here, I actually think travel is going to pick up. I mean, there's all kinds of signs that uh, bookings for cruise lines is up like 600%. Uh, just, you know, I mean, it just seems like people are fed up. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know what to believe with all this, but here's what I'll tell you. It just seems like people are just itching to do something. So we're kind of seeing the same here. Okay. So restaurants are opening back up or? I think, we're, I think restaurants are allowed to be at 50%. Uh, they can only have 50% occupancy. Uh, they opened up, I believe, on Saturday. Um, 
you know, obviously those are the kind of places that I'm personally just going to avoid uh, for right now. Uh, you know, I don't see any need to, to do those things. I, you know, uh, I mean, barbershops, you know, for, I think everybody was seeing it. Barbershops and salons had, you know, a backup like they've never seen before because uh, those reopened here. But it, it just seems like, look, for us, we're probably looking at June 1st uh, before we really get back to things like gyms and the strip and casinos. And, you know, I, I just think we're going to take it a little slower because of where we are. All right. Uh, all right. Let's talk about industry, like um, opening back up and things starting to roll. What are some things that you're seeing in the industry? For me, one of the first things I'm seeing is a real interesting shortage in bottles. Uh, Anybody that's got a size bottle, 6, 8, 12, 16, we're now having companies not even carry any more 32-ounce bottles. And that a lot of them are back-ordered until June even. So it's it's really is becoming industry-specific what things are being affected. Uh, to me, that's a big one with the bottles. Are you seeing anything uh, industry-wise? That's yeah, we, really we, we had, we had something weird here. You know, our, our, we have, we have very few suppliers locally. I'm sure like most people, you know, most cities just don't have a ton of retail suppliers anymore of detailing products, but we do have a few locations here. I think they did very poorly during all of this. They're basically just a train wreck. I mean, they're very low on supply. They didn't bulk up. They, you know, we're seeing a real shortage, not, not a shortage isn't the right word. We're seeing a lot less things like dressing, uh, dressing for whatever reason here locally is, is very low. So I, I purchased a ton of it just to protect my company for the foreseeable future. Um, but it just seems like a lot of people in the detailing industry, you know, as we've said, they're just caught off guard. Yeah. And so we, you know, again, how are bottle suppliers caught off guard? They knew they were getting a run on supplies middle of March. Here you are. They can't ramp up. They can't get themselves situated. And, and again, this is where business I, opportunity they, comes they, in. They, the bottles could be from, because they've got to get, everything plastic is made out of China. 100%. So a lot of that stuff was closed. And then I know just getting stuff in from China right now is extremely difficult. So. I think we've talked about it. There's barges still sitting out in some place. Maybe they're just not being able to get it in. Yep. Uh, and when I'm talking they, I'm so high tech is who we get a lot of stuff from. A lot of different vendors get stuff from high tech. Uh, and they were end of April and now they're saying June by the time that they can get more bottles in. So yeah, that, look, we, we, we've identified um, as a culture, a big problem not manufacturing things here is a problem. When does it become a problem? Right now, because you can't get your hands on stuff. So for all those people that want to save an extra 15 cents on a bottle, there's a price to it. And the price now is you may not be able to get them. So through all this, there's business opportunity. Uh, if I was somebody, I'd look at bringing some bottling back to the United States. There's plenty of factories that need to be refired up. And you know, hopefully, again, it's just like in our industry. People are going to adapt or they aren't, and we'll see what comes out of all that. Yeah. And uh, what have you found, anything news-wise about the auto industry? Well, we have a couple interesting things, things I haven't shared with you through text or anything like that. But uh, we have a pickup truck 
pickup trucks are going up in price. And one of the theories behind pickup trucks going up in price is there's a severe supply chain problem. Because pickups are so popular, they sort of run pretty hot. You know, they come off the line, they're pretty getting pretty sold pretty, they're getting sold pretty quickly uh, historically. Well, guess what? When the supply gets cut off and trucks are still being bought, doesn't matter how low of, of uh, purchasing is happening, it doesn't take much. So you're seeing a lot of pickup trucks, especially special edition trucks, go up in value right now. So mm -hmm. for those thinking about buying a truck, I'd probably hold off for a second, let the, let the market sort of crash. And look, you got another thing happening where Hertz supposedly is supposed to be declaring bankruptcy within the next few days. Uh, if that happens, you're going to have an incredible amount of used car inventory, even more than you already have from the other, uh, you know, renting companies or rental companies. Uh, it could have severe effect uh, positively and negatively. As the supply goes up, basically price is going to go down. Yeah. So if you're in the market for a used car, it could be a great time to get a, get a car. And it could be a lot of cool cars too, not just, you know, Honda Civics or things like that. You could be talking about some significant nice cars on the market, but that also could create a depression in price depending on where your business is at. It could drive down the price of detailing uh, as well. So again, it's going to be industry specific on where, what you've chosen to do with your business, but you and I have talked about this over text. Too many people don't understand the auto business. And if, you're, if you have some free time now and you're a detailer, you need to start going to learn the fundamentals of what's driving the car market because believe, believe it or not, you're in the car business. Uh, you know, I know people find that crazy, but I've always been in tune with what's going on in the car market and it's, it's really paid off uh, in, in times like this. Yeah, agreed. I'm glad, you, uh, I'm glad you brought those things up because we want to kind of get an overview, see where we're at in the industry, but then we wanted to get some specific things, right? So. We wanted to dive in today on then specifically in the world of detailing, right? What are you seeing that's really interesting, especially if you've chosen a maintenance style service, which you have, right? Yep. The, which we talked about before there, we feel that there's two different styles in the industry. There's this boutique correction, heavy in the correction, heavy in the coating, very boutique, um there's that side that's developed over the last four to five years more heavily prevalent in the past one to two years um as the market was extremely hot which is why we said it was the best time ever to be a detailer the other side that we've said in the past is that that is more of a maintenance style approach to detailing where you still do some corrections still do some coatings but you're heavy on maintaining the customer's car for them so that's the style that you're in and you had mentioned something that's become kind of relevant to you. Um, so we thought, great for anybody that's a mobile detailer that does a lot of maintenance, this is something that you're having to deal with as people start reopening, coming back out of their shells, opening up their cars back to you, or as yep. business owners, we reopen for some of us. Well, I think it's going to be a lot of tough conversations. You know, that's what you and I talked over text. And I said, you know, I'm having to have with very long-term clients, a tough conversation. And there's a lot of detailers, especially new, starting out new and ha don't understand that sometimes you're going to have to push your clients. You're going to have to have a tough conversation because maybe the way they're viewing something isn't true. 
uh, isn't actually what's happening. So let me give you an example. I have a very long-term client, terrific client, nothing wrong with the client. This is not a bad thing. There's just times to step in as a detailer and spit some facts to your client sometimes. So what happened is this client took lockdown very seriously for about a two or three week period. And so he just said, hey man, can you just, I just wanna figure out about this thing, stay away for a couple of weeks. Now, mind you, he's an ultra clean, wants his cars dialed in 24 seven. I mean, there's been times where we detail his, his cars two and three times in a week because the rain fell in a certain way. He's that kind of guy, he's a terrific client. But yeah, here's what like happens. Three times yeah. a week, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and again, that's the kind of client to set the stage. Yeah. So what happened is we showed up to his house on Thursday and I'm like, these cars look horrible. This guy's gonna flip out. You know, first thing on my mind, my guys are just pulling the cars out and I'm looking at the cars and I'm going, this, is, this guy's gonna lose it because these cars don't look anything like the last 10 years of our relationship. So what happened was he said, hey, for a couple of weeks, can you stay away? You know, while the pandemic was, was going crazy. I said, okay, that's fine. Then he went into this every other week thing for a couple of weeks. And really about two or three weeks ago, everybody in every city, every state started venturing out more. And all of a sudden the cars were being driven a lot more than everybody thinks. And this is happening with all my clients, by the way, as far as they don't realize how much they're driving their cars. So I said, hey, man, can I talk to you for a second? I said, you know, your cars, I don't want to take the blame here, okay? Your cars do not look up to your standard. I don't want you to look into your garage and get upset. You know, we probably need to go back to weekly. And guess what? He went back to weekly. But it's a very uncomfortable conversation when you have to tell somebody, hey, you're not actually staying at your house as much as you think anymore. These cars are being driven all over. We need to get back in here and start keeping your cars detailed. And so the point of it is to, to kind of boil it down. If you're a young guy in this industry or you're new to this business, sometimes you need to step up and say, Hey Marty, you know, uh, your cars aren't looking the right way. And I don't want to take the blame because I don't want you to forget you did these things, uh, you know, that, that have your car not looking so detailed anymore. Uh, sometimes you got to give those reminders and have those uncomfortable conversations because you're looking out for your business, but you're also looking out for your client. Cause guess what? If you're a business like mine, he's not worried about his cars. That's what I'm paid to do. So he doesn't know until he looks at it one day under the wrong light and he goes, man, my cars look like crap. Well, I don't want that to happen. So I want to head it off at the pass. And so that's one thing we're seeing upon reopening is that if you're in the maintenance style business, and again, we do a lot of coatings, we do a lot of correction, but maintenance is what we really think our customers get a lot of value and they love it. They love driving around a freshly detailed car. So if you've had somebody pause their maintenance, it may be time to go in there and start having some conversations with them. And again, it's going to be tough. It's very uncomfortable to say, Mr. Customer, you're driving your car more than you think. We need to get in here. Uh, you know, you're not really on lockdown like you were six weeks ago, um, but it all works out in the end. If you have the conversations properly, it can really help your business. And those aren't easy to do sometimes, I think, which is you said. Why is it that it's not easy? Because you're basically telling the customer, hey, listen, I, I need you back on the weekly or like why, what, what makes it uncomfortable? What makes it's it a tough? 
I, I think it's tough conversation. Anytime you got to look at a customer and say, you're not doing something right. Right. Like, Hey, we're kind of in this situation where you made a decision to not stay on your maintenance. You're extremely picky. Now your cars look like crap because of your decision, not ours. You got to get that point across without saying the things I just said, and you got to do it a very politically correct way that kind of moves the needle in your direction to have an open and honest conversation. Now, luckily, this is a client of mine of 10 years. Um, I didn't do a whole bunch of tiptoeing, but I didn't come right out and say, hey, dude, there's a big problem here. Uh, I basically said, hey, you know, I want you to look at your car. I know it's not up to your standard. I don't want you to look at your cars and think we're not doing our job. I really just want to be on top of this and tell you what I'm seeing. And I always come back to, if I was them, okay, how I want my cars treated. So I always do my conversations that way. Mr. Customer, if this was my car, I wouldn't be happy with how it looked. Okay. And that's, that's what I've always done because nothing about my business, I don't do one thing in my business that I wouldn't do to my own cars. Now, not every detailer can say that. Not every detailer believes wholeheartedly in what they're doing. I understand that. But my business is, is 100% only stuff I would do to my own vehicles. It's not a thing, single thing above that or below that. It's exactly how I would treat my cars. And it's not, you know, if your business is, is not that way, I think this is a great time to evaluate that and probably look at, hey, just treat your customers how you want to be treated. It's going to go a long way. I think that's a, that's a little bit of a golden rule, too. It kind of applies to life in general sometimes. Well, but not only that. I mean, let me ask you this. How many guys do you know that do extensive corrections or do five-year coatings? You see their cars, and they don't have any of that on their car. Oh, I don't I mean, I don't know. I mean, I see it all the time. I mean, I'll just tell you from my height. Okay. I mean, I'm saying there's other things, too. Like, there's guys that do heavy carpet extraction that would never use an extractor on their car. Don't do things you wouldn't do on your car because that means you don't believe in them, okay? If you would do heavy extraction on your car, if it got dirty, great, do extraction, no problem. But there's a lot of guys that just do stuff they don't believe in. And I think that's one of the things that's made these conversations easier for me is I'm always able to say, if this were my car, if this was my car, this is what I would want done, X, Y, Z, whatever that may be. It could be a paint correction, could be a ceramic coating, could be anything. But we don't do anything that I don't do to my own vehicles. So okay. it makes the conversation a little easier. I like it. I like it. That makes, that makes good sense. All right. So for me, when I look into the industry right now, uh, and I take kind of a, uh, I don't know, 100-foot view, and especially if I look at it from a chemical or a, uh, a, a coating company's perspective, I also have to look at it from the lens of a detailer, right? Because we still detail cars weekly to bi-weekly, right? Not nearly as much as I used to, but we still maintain and clean people's cars. Because of that, right, we chose a specific style with the coatings that we wanted to come out with. And we wanted to specifically not do multi-level high ticket big price we wanted to have for our detail installers to have entry level to have daily driver to have real nice good section of a lot of cars out on the market so for me i find it very very interesting that suddenly 
other brands are starting to market their entry-level coatings. So, right, there's a little bit of that where I'm going, you know, yeah. why are you doing yeah. it this way once and now suddenly you're doing it this, but then there's part of me that goes, all right, we had a theory of what was going to happen and boom, we're yeah. a month into this new recession or whatever we want to call it because we still don't know because I think when you and I talk, the numbers today are worse than the Great Depression was. So Yeah, but business really isn't open, so it's really difficult. All yeah. we know is we've been in this place where the industry shut down for a period of time. And a month into it, who's been telling their customers and their people what to do to prepare? We have. And now suddenly everybody else is trying to jump on that train. Part of me goes, fuck you. Part of me goes, hell yeah. I'm glad to know that we were on the right track. So, I, I mean, that's really, I think when I look at the industry, out of my lens, out of the way I view things, that's the way I see. And, uh, and it makes conversations with detailers very interesting that are starting to go, oh. Yeah, I mean, look, our DMs, for those that don't get to see them, are just filled with, I was wrong, I followed this, this company, now that business has dried up. You know, again, sad stories, stories you don't want to see, but it's awakening people to, there are a lot of people that make coatings that aren't in the detailing business. Right. And guess what? They don't know what they're talking about. It's okay that they make a coating. Nobody's telling somebody not to make a coating. All we're saying is don't listen to the people that don't understand how to build a detailing business because A, they haven't done it in 20 years. B, they've never done it because all they do is manufacture a coating and they got a bunch of salespeople and those salespeople are just hired help. There's nothing wrong with any of this. We're coming at it from, as a detailer, understand the lay of the land and understand who to listen to going forward. Let it be a learning experience. A lot of you have listened to a bunch of people that unfortunately you don't realize they don't know what they're talking about till it's too late, but they don't know what they're talking about. So again, take the entry level coding. And if you, if you weren't in that model before, here's the cool thing. If you weren't in the entry level coding model before, guess what you get to do? Build a new package, create new value, go out there and market it in a different way. There's no reason that you shouldn't have been offering entry level the entire time, but guess what? You live and you learn, make the adjustment. And like you said, we know for a fact that you and I were saying this all of last year, of course, we didn't know that coronavirus was coming, but we knew something was going to come, and it's here. And guess what? If this means that more people make the adjustment and we actually bring more customers into our industry because of it, I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, well, and we've said it multiple times on the Pines of Polish podcast with DJ. I mean, we've had these regular episodes of preparing for a recession. So, um, all right. We are going to do now a segment that we're going to transition into, and we're calling this part of it Real Talk. All right, so we will be back with Real Talk, where we're getting a straight question live from a detailer asking for a specific answer, and he doesn't want any bullshit. He wants just Real Talk from you, Nick, and from me. We'll be right back.
All right. Welcome to a new and live edition of Real Talk, where we jump into questions that detailers are asking. They want to know what's going on in their business and if Nick or I can help them out. All right, let's hop into Real Talk. Mark, tell us who you are. Give us a little background, where you're from, what you do. All right, my name is Mark Bandy. I own Precision Auto Detailing. Um, recently, uh, in the past year or so, kind of getting full-time into it, just got a shop space. I uh, got IDA certified down at Mobile Tech, and I just accepted a full-time firefighter position, so I'll be starting that here soon in the next week. So I'm going to kind of jostle both of those, and we'll see how it goes. Cool, cool. I appreciate you doing, uh, doing the help at the firefighting. There's plenty of guys in the industry that are also fighting fires and detailing cars. So you've got a select little crew to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, love it. Thank you for your time. Thanks for coming on to Real Talk. And uh, Mark, we want to know, what's your question? What is it that you're dying to know? I was wondering, is it something that you should be offering right now is deals or discounts? And if that's a yes, um, should you be marketing it towards um, or using the words uh, shutdown, coronavirus, pandemic, things like that to grab people's attention? Or should you even be using that at all? Or should you not even be doing deals or discounts? And um, same with I've seen detailers use the... Uh, the stimulus check they try to promote i mean it's probably right should we be doing that um as a whole uh, i we missed like a good five to ten seconds of that at yeah. the end. But i think we got okay. the general question i think we got the general question nick you want up first you want me to roll yeah I'll go. Uh, I, I think my take is always the same. I don't do deals. I don't do promotions. I don't do any of that. I never have. Uh, usually what I find is, is that people that get into that get into an, a never-ending cycle of deals. Uh, you see that with a lot of detailing retailers, okay, where, uh, you know, so-and-so.com will always be offering 10, 15, 20% off around every holiday, Flag Day, Memorial Day, you know, all these stupid deals, instead of just having a business model that stands the test of time that you can stand behind. Uh, you know, to me, all that means is now if you're struggling for businesses, just go out and, and you know, contact more people, do more marketing, invest in more marketing, because as soon as you start lowering your prices in a deal game, what I find is you can't get out of it. And maybe other people see it differently, but I think more, more what I see is once you get into that deal world, you're always doing deals. You're doing them around every holiday. You're selling gift certificates around Christmas. You're doing all of these things that I don't think add up to a great business. So I would rather you see, I'd rather see people offer a different service, you know, maybe a more affordable service, something that you, a package that you develop that's just more affordable, that you can stand behind the rest of the time you own your business. But don't do anything now that you don't want to do in six months, a year, two years, five years. All right. So I'm glad you finished it like that. Don't do anything you wouldn't want to do in six months, 12 years. So I was basically going to be a little bit similar, but a little bit different. I'm going to say, you know what? If that's the model that you want to choose, and then that's where he was going down, well, you're going to be doing it, right? So I get it. I wouldn't do specific sales or specials just right now. 
especially right now, there's a lot of people getting influxed with weeks worth of work because suddenly people are wanting to get back out, get their cars clean and all that. So I definitely would not offer a discounted special on your service right now. Um, take it while you can. But if you're wanting to do anything, and I, 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 you know, this is just a difference of opinion, right? We say everybody makes their own decisions and businesses. That's Nick's approach. Whereas I come from a lot of retail side where we've owned car washes. We've done that type of, where you offer early bird specials, you offer late evening, you offer certain weekend holiday stuff, right? So it's not that one's over the other. It's just, what is it you're most comfortable with? How is it that you want to run your business, right? And if so, then I don't necessarily think you want to take right now to offer a discount, right? But as Nick said, offering a certain package, right? We've had, we've had some detailers have had some really good results with, hey, you get a free interior cleaning when you get a ceramic coating, right? Now, that might be a lot to give away, but it got money coming in their door because I think one of the things that we might have missed from what you were saying is right now, right? So you just opened your shop, right? Maybe you haven't all, you haven't been completely all the way open where some people have been able to continue to go. So if you haven't been able to stay open and you're, you're coming in and you're looking at your books and you're going, oh no, I don't have a lot of work. Uh, I still don't think I would go like 20% off or 30, but I wouldn't go that route. I would go with, Hey, we are getting reback open. I know you're, most of our customers are excited about getting their interior clean. Hey, we're going to offer a X when you get a Y, right? We're going to offer uh, this type of service when you get this to help you out. So it could be, for example, in our hyper clean, we put in, started putting disinfectant in it, right? So we're just doing it to help out, but at the same time, we would like it for it to sell some more, right? I, some of it is for helping out customers, but some of it also is to take a moment in time where we're seeing something in the industry, and then if we can offer a solution for that, it should generate more sales. Now, I didn't discount, I didn't do anything with that and say, hey, we're gonna get X amount off. We do do some of that, but for that particular thing seen right now in the industry, we didn't want to offer it as a discount. We just wanted to offer it as an add-in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure my connection is probably not real stable, but um, yeah, I opened two, two weeks. I had two weeks in the shop before the whole thing hit and the shutdown and everything. So it kind of, kind of sucked, but um, get back into it. I've had five bookings today actually. So um, yeah. I uh, I went out and did Google ads and Facebook ads and those are hitting off real well right now and I, no discount just kind of actually really marketed towards ceramic coatings and paint correction and they got to click on my link and fill out a quote and stuff but yeah I booked up this week now yeah I, I and I think that's the that's the key you know spend marketing dollars before you go the discount road uh, and not spend marketing dollars for five minutes you know if you go ninety days of really heavily marketing and you're trying everything, you're trying everything, you can't drum up business, then you know, go back to the drawing board, start thinking about what you need to do. But what, what people do is they panic. This is a time when you're gonna see a lot of people in your area panic. Don't be the guy that panics because customers always remember that. It's like the Groupon theory. The people that love Groupon 
always do everything in their life off Groupon. You don't want those type of customers in the detailing world because they're not loyal. And so as soon as you start running deals, you're going to get a, a client base that's very shaky. So, you know, I like what you said. Do Google ads, do Facebook ads, do Instagram ads. Go out there and spend some marketing dollars on just giving people an option to book with you. And then, you know, I, I think you're going to be fine doing that. We just see people jump to deals far too quickly. Mm -hmm. But it could be, like I said, I mean, that's just the way that they might be as their business there. Sure. There's a lot of sure. people that like to run off of those deals. And there's a good section of our industry that is nothing but Groupon chasers. And their business is built on that wholesale type scrubbing dirty, nasty carpets. So is that what you want to be, Mark? Oh, no, no. All right. No. Huh. Yeah, so. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I didn't get the vibe that you did. And, and like I said, I call it like mattress sales. You know, when you, when you have to constantly follow every holiday, constantly follow everything in the news, you're really marketing. You're marketing heavy either way. No matter what you choose, you got to do marketing. It's just a different style of marketing. It's a different style. When you're all, yeah, when you're, when you're selling on price, you're always marketing price. When you're selling your services, you're always marketing your services. So once you have that distinction of what you care about, just stay with that route. I promise it'll be fine. You can do both. Both are successful for a lot of people, but I got the vibe from you. Hey, I don't really want to chase price. Is it necessary? No, it's not necessary. You're doing all the right things now. Keep, keep on that track. All right, but real talk though, if we're thinking, we just mentioned there's a whole section of our industry. So Mark, that's not where you want to be. That's not the route you want to go. But if that is where you want to be as a detailer, now is the perfect time to go hit some discounted deals and try and get some flow going back in. I still would not use terms though, right? Mark, mm -hmm. I think that's what you were asking is coming yeah. out of this lockdown, coming into, so I still would not do terms like discount on interior sand, you know, sanitization. We're not going to offer a discount or a deal on uh on you know ozone you know using specific things to kill viruses i definitely still would not do that moving into this even if you're a discount kind of guy because you're nope. just creating a trap you're creating a uh expectations that aren't real you, you know i would not do that uh we we're gonna release a video that was really good josh from uh, uh rad auto detailing he had a quote on when you should market in this, you know, for a, 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 a moment of time such as this, right? And I'll probably butcher the quote, so you're gonna have to go watch it to really get the good answer. But it has something to do along the lines of, he was told years ago that you should not market uh, in the benefit of, you know, of what's going on right now, but it's okay to market during, right? So in a sense, yeah not marketing towards virus killing, not marketing towards, you know, sanitization, all that, but just still, you can still market during it. Go back and watch okay. that video once we get it released. He does a much better job of explaining it, but hey, that's a great question, Mark. Really thank you. Um, I hope that gave you some good value and that you got some real talk out of it. Where do people find you on social if they want to reach out? Uh, it's precisionauto.detailing at Instagram, I think. Or, yeah, Precision Auto Dot Detailing and then Precision Auto Detailing. Um, Facebook, PrecisionAutoWixom.com. And yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. 
keep climbing. I love uh, your growth over the time that we've gotten to know each other. And uh, man, all I can say is just keep plugging away and keep, keep climbing. Good luck to you, brother. Yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. Ooh.